weird fucking guys. You're doing a manly thing and you're a fucking dork. I got my lightsaber wearing my Pokemon hat today. <laughs> wow, you're a real renaissance man, you know that? Goddamn man child. What a fucking dork. Yeah. But he's our dork. Oh shit, Big Chris. Hey there, John! What's up, dude? Welcome back, man. To Renaissance Manchild. Renaissance Manchild. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, dude, impromptu Monday afternoon. Is it, uh, is it the Podcast, John. Yeah. It's just about... It is the afternoon. This is the latest we've ever done anything. It's 11 minutes into the afternoon on a fucking Monday instead of a Saturday or Sunday morning. Yep. And yet we still sound just as groggy. Mm Mm-hmm. Kind of amusing. It's uh, getting old. I actually worked today. I stood in the rain and looked at a crane. Mm. Yeah. And you shit today. You didn't do nothing today. You look... I'm off today. You're off. I took a day off. And we're drinking coffee. Mm-hmm. God damn! So what's up, man? Oh, uh, you know. Health being... scares abound. So, um, yeah, let's start with that. I was diagnosed with, um, or tested positive for COVID, what, on, uh, Thursday or Friday? Yeah. Must have been Thursday. I think it was Thursday. You're all right now, huh? Yeah, well, you know, I think it's amusing because in 2019, I got COVID. And uh, you ever seen Monsters, Inc., the cartoon? Nah. No? Nah. So, uh, all right, I'm trying to think of like um, uh, like a good analogy, something that like would really uh, reflect, you know, on like the, the fucking fear that you had in 2019 compared in, to now? Well, everybody. Everybody yeah. in general. So basically, uh, in 2019, what they did is they isolated you and quarantined you and shoved a mask on your face and then a welding shield down over top of that. And then they put in you in... In 2019 a, they did this? Yeah. Like, like the, before it was a thing? No, this is like during, like when everybody was like... like twenty, Because I didn't get it until 2020. Really? I think that's when we got shut down was 2020. No, we got shut down in 19. Yeah? Later in the year, yeah. You sure? I'm pretty sure, yeah. That's why it was like 2020. Nah, that's why it's called COVID-19. Because it was 2019. Okay, smarty pants. So anyway, I got it early on. Like, Mm -hmm. I got it, you know, I was like, oh yeah, I'm sick. I can't taste nothing. It's weird. I can't smell nothing. Remember them weird symptoms we used to get back then? Yeah. Yeah, so like nowadays, uh, it's totally different. It's so, like a head cold now. Let me tell you this. Mm-hmm. So, dude, on uh, Wednesday, I climbed a tower crane. Sick. Right. Like, I thought I had, like, a... I thought I got, like, a fucking cold or something from, like, one of the... You know, one of my cousin's kids or, like, you know, like, just a... Uh, like you said, a head cold. Right. That's exactly what it felt like. My fucking head was just, like, 
every little nasal passage to my ears and my eyes and everything was like full of boogers and shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, this sucks. I'm going to go to the doctors and get some fucking antibiotics because I'm a regular ass person and I just want to be, uh, I want to be better like right fucking now. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go home and I'm going to take like, I'm going to take my antibiotics and fucking just be better. So this is when it gets like funny. Like the story gets like a little uh, funny, not funny, like not funny, like weird. Right. I go to the doctors. The nurse asked me, hey, do you mind if we test you for COVID and strep? Dude, I don't fucking know. All right. Uh, you're the medical professional. Do you think I have it? Maybe I should get tested. Like, why are you asking me? Yeah. You don't take your car to the mechanic and go like, uh, hey, can you just like look at the alternator? Don't worry about the fucking uh, busted out windshield and like the the flat tires. Yeah. Like, I'm only worried about the alternator. Okay. Can you see like, like, I mean, I know people probably do do that because they're fucking yeah. idiots. So anyway, I immediately am like, mm, that's fucking weird. Why would you ask me such a silly question? I'm here for medical advice. Test me for anything you want. You need to stick a finger up my ass? Go for Find it. Find out what's wrong, man. Mm-hmm. Check the fucking oil. So, um... I don't feel a ring on your finger, doctor. <laughs> so anyway, the nurse swabs me, shoves this thing up my fucking nose like they used to do. I'm like, yeah, that sucked. And I'm thinking like, all right, dude, in like three days, I'll get a result. It's like, nah, you're cool for everything. You just got a little fucking cold. Nurse, our doctor comes storming in. You tested positive for COVID. And I'm like, oh, really? Like, seriously? Mm-hmm. And she's like, uh, yeah, I'm serious. And I'm like, <laughs> like, I didn't even know that was around anymore, honestly. I thought it was all just bullshit. Like, I thought people in the news just, like, used it to scare the fuck out of us, you know? So, uh, anyway, I'm like, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Well, what about, and I'm, like, trying to ask other questions. Because I'm thinking in my head, like, yeah, okay, I got COVID, but, like, what about, like, the lumps of green shit in the back of my throat that I'm hacking up and, like, my head cold thing that's going on, like, all of this. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, COVID. You know, and that's, like, the only answer they had is, like, no, COVID. Mm-hmm. No, COVID. 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 Get the fuck out of my office. I don't care. Yeah. Like, Wait it out. Well, so that's even the funnier thing. Uh, do we have, like, a... Like a treatment thing here? Like, what 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 do you want to do? Like, what's the plan here? Like, yeah, go home, take two days off. Uh, you'll be good to work by Monday. Dude, that's... You went from, in 2019, being fucking Quarantine scared to days. life. Yeah. You shut down the world mm-hmm. to... Now you just need two days bed rest. Well, I know that sounds <laughs> crazy, but I think a lot of that has to do with, like virus strains and stuff like that because i know like at one point there was like that delta strain which was really fucking like put a hurting on some people like i knew a guy who was in the hospital for it yeah and i think like you know as these viruses mutate they get yeah, weaker yeah. and weaker as they go well i'll tell you this right off the bat i don't appreciate you rebutting my comment oh no i guess you're think... saying bro no no no, just... man no 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 you okay. make me feel like a, dirt, a jerk off right now okay <laughs> i'm just saying it's always the same. It's all the same. There's no way that a virus can mutate, but it does all the time. But anyway, I'm just being a dickhead right now, okay? <laughs> well, here's the, when I uh, I had COVID, I think I had COVID in the very beginning, like February 2020. Yeah. Before it was like, before they were like, we're going to fucking, everybody's losing their job yeah. type shit. You know, like I, I was sick for like two weeks. 
And I was really fucking sick, coughing my balls off. Yeah. Like, I was really fucking sick. Sure. Every day I went to work, though. Yeah. I went to work regardless, and I would just call the office, because like, we had two different locations, and I would call and say, hey, look, I'm not feeling so good. All my shit is done. I'm going home a little early. I did this for a week. Yeah. That's how sick I was. And I remember going to, like, meetings at work, and everybody was fucking sick. Because <laughs> you. Well, everybody was sick. I and, mean, you know, like, we were all sick. Everybody had it. So, and then it became a thing where it was like, you know, now we got to shut down. You know, I got to lay people off. We're going into quarantine. All this shit. Yeah. It, like, altered our fucking lives for an entire year, you know? I was laid off for four months. And, uh, but I didn't even think twice about it. It was like, okay, I got sick for two weeks and now I'm better. Yeah. You know? And then after that, uh, I remember getting vaccinated. You got vaccinated? I did. I got vaccinated. I got vaccinated just to, like, just because I wanted to get back to normal. Like, I thought if this is what it's going to take for us to just get back to fucking normal, then I'll do it. You know, well, I'll it put something worked. foreign in my body and I'll just do it. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> put something foreign in your yeah. body. Yeah, so I went and I got that Johnson & Johnson shot. I got that one. I bought, like, four fucking Gatorades. I stayed hydrated and I felt fine. Yeah. When I went to get the booster... Yeah. I got the booster, which was the Moderna, I think. Yeah. I got that. Or no, I got Pfizer. Pfizer was my booster. Yeah. I got that, and I also got a flu shot at the same time. Nice. Knocked me on my fucking ass for yeah, like but it's three not, days. It's not really the flu. No, I know. That's what the doctors tell you, so you should just shut the fuck up because yeah. it's all in your head. Oh, you think? Yeah, I think it's in I your head. I was hurting. The doctors told me... You're a pussy. It's in your head. Oh, really? They said, quit being a little bitch. <laughs> it's not really the flu. It feels like the flu. But it ain't. It smells like the flu. But you haven't got the flu. But it's not the fucking Well, that's what the flu, flu shot is. They give you the flu, and your body has to combat it, kind of Yeah, thing. but not the flu. Okay. That's what they say. They <laughs> say, say it's so. not the flu. I was fucked up for like three days, though. It's flu-like symptoms. But now here's the other thing. I got COVID again after getting a fucking vaccine and a booster. I got COVID, but this time it was nothing. Like yeah. it was nothing. Like I got it, and I, at this point I was like, when I was like real heavy and going to the gym and stuff, I texted the gym, and they were like, "Oh, just stay out of the gym for a few days, whatever the fuck." Dude, I was still getting ten thousand steps in a day. Yeah, you know all this shit. I was still like active. Yeah, I just was a little sick. It was yeah. nothing, and I don't, I don't attribute it to the vaccines at all. Yeah, I just think that the virus has gotten weaker. Sure. Over time. Yeah. But. Dude, well, I, I think that's the comedy of. Uh, that's what has to happen, though. That yeah. is what has to happen. When something like that comes along, like you have to fucking develop some kind of immunity to it. You know what I mean? So like quarantining ourselves from everybody, I don't think it was the answer. And listen, I know a guy that died. Yeah. You know, but he also had diabetes really bad. Like, he had pre-existing conditions and shit like that. So, this was back when, uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what president was in office. It doesn't, not in a, it's, it's not about political, political shit. It's a so, health thing. But the thing is, is they did, there was a dispute between Trump and the fucking medical professionals that were saying, the medical professionals wanted to instantly quarantine and f set up some kind of treatment bullshit. And, like, they were trying to figure out a way to cure it or fucking make a, you know, make some kind of maintenance program for it or some silly shit so that they can keep profiting from it. 
And then Trump, on the other hand, and like, not Trump, but um, the right wing camp, the, mm-hmm. you know, they were like, no, nah, herd, herd immunity. You just need, everybody needs to get sick, which is like the old school way of thinking about it. Because like, dude, when I was a kid uh, and my dad found out that the neighbor's kids had chicken pox. Made you go play with the kids with chicken we pox? We just went over there and played. Just and get it out of the way? Came back with fucking red dots all over us and like, dude, like... That was it. Now yeah. I don't get chicken pox. Like I didn't get chicken pox till I was eighteen. Really? Yep. Oh my god. It was rough. Yeah. And, and I remember my mother saying, "Like I think you had chicken pox." Then she had to think back and was like, "Oh no, you didn't have it." Yeah. And I, I yeah. Ooh. Crazy. That sucks. Like right after I graduated high school, I got it. Really? Yep. You sure it wasn't herpes? It definitely wasn't herpes. I thought it was because that was the first place it showed up. <laughs> really? On your and dick? And I was like, fuck. What is it? Well, I mean, it, it fucking starts in like places that are mostly uh, like most sweat and stuff like yeah, that, yeah, you know, yeah. or like the most moisture. And you got a sweaty dick, dude. Oh, you know I do. You know it. <laughs> we should name this episode that. <laughs> sweaty dick. I got, a sw- <laughs> I got me a sweaty dick. Oh, shit. So I got COVID for two days. Yeah. And I'm then better now. Fine. Yeah, I'm better now. I mean, at least it's like a short-lived kind of thing. Dude, it's kind of crazy how fast it comes on and then goes away. Right. So, like, uh, so let me look at this timeline. So, Wednesday afternoon, I did a tower crane in Philly, climbed this fucking thing sick. I already felt sick. I knew climbing up there I was sick. And I was kind of worried. I was like, dude, the last time I climbed a tower crane that I when I felt sick... It made shit a lot worse. Yeah, and that was the first time. Like the I, pressure. In well, your head and shit because like you're that. because you're physically, you know, you're working your lungs and you're expanding and like the the in 2019 when I got COVID that other time I climbed a tower crane. Now, granted, I climbed five or six hundred fucking feet that time, and I did it fast. Like I climbed it really fast. And I think because I was doing cardio and I was getting my like heart rate up and my fucking lungs were huffing right. and puffing, I think it like uh, it gave me pneumonia in my right lung. And Exasperated it was, it was, whatever was going on. Dude, it was bad. Yeah. I like I had to go to the hospital and like they shoved me into a room and it was fucking horrible. Mm. And like there was like this little old black woman and I felt really bad for her because she kept saying she had to go to the bathroom. And they just came in and gave her like a piss bottle and was just Oof. like. They were like, they gave her like a bedpan. They were like, oh, here you go. And there's just a curtain between us. And I'm like, dude, can't take this the later dignity. To the yeah, the dignity. You know, like this older woman has to deal with. That's like my fear of getting a piece old. of shit like me sitting next to her yep. and like taking a piss. Yeah, man, she just wants a little fucking privacy. Yeah, you know. And like, I was mad for her. I was mad for her family. I thought, like, dude, fuck you, man. This is. This is fucked up, you know? Go get a wheelchair and take her to the fucking bathroom. They were terrified, too. This was in 2019 when, like, the big fear was going on. So, like... That sucks. uh, But anyway, so that's... I was so afraid that I was going to, like, re-go through all that that uh, I actually climbed this tower crane last Wednesday, like, really kind of slowly. But once I was up top, dude, the sun was baking down on me. I was fucking exhausted. I was kind of lightheaded, honestly, if if I'm telling the truth. By the time I got home at like five or six o'clock, uh, dude, I laid down. Gabby checked my temperature and it was a hundred and fucking three. Mm. And I was going through like these fever chill cycles, mm-hmm. you know, like for like an hour or two, I would be like 
sweating my nuts off, and then all of a sudden I would get fucking freezing cold, yeah. you know? And uh, that night, I went upstairs and slept in my bed and had, like, two fucking blankets on top of me and woke up, and they were fucking soaked. Oof. Like, soaked. I mean, it, it was like, like I dipped them sweats. in a fucking... Like you know, Freddie Mercury. What? Like a Freddie Mercury night sweat or something. Yeah, dude. It was bad. It was bad. It was so fucking... People are so, getting mad at me for saying that. What's that? People are getting mad at me. No, they're not. They'll be all right. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the next day I felt better. Saturday, I felt fucking fine. And I was like, we wanted to go to the beach, but I was like, nah, let's take it easy. Let's just fucking stay. Mm-hmm. So then Sunday, we took the kids to the pool and like, dude, here I am. Fucking, totally normal. Fucking Monday. I'm like, good to go, dude. Back to, back fucking, to business. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, just just fucking killing it, dude. I'm just killing it, man. Sucks, man. Sucks getting older and starting to realize, like you know, like just your health in general. Yeah. You know. Well, I mean, it's like everything uh, is a fucking scare. You know, like when you were a kid and you went to the doctor and it was like, or not even a kid, but like a young man. Yeah. And you get blood work done and they tell you, oh, your cholesterol's a little high. All right, I'll fix that. No big deal. Yeah. Now yeah. you go and they tell you some shit like that and you're like, fuck. You know? Well, I think that you and I are at that age where there's the panic. Yeah. Every fucking time I walk into that doctor's office and they check me for shit, mm-hmm. there's like this uh, cold sweat of like, where you well, think maybe, like something's gonna fucking. Maybe they're gonna give me some really bad fucking news right now. You yep. know? And like, uh, and it doesn't make it any better. Like, me personally, I'm going through a thing right now where, like, I have a relative who's in the last stages of cancer. Oof. Like, dude, I was standing in the hospital with him. Uh, me and my dad went to visit him. We were standing in the hospital. Fucking doctor comes in and flat out just says, we're going we're gonna to do a little chemo. But make no mistake, this is not going to fix this. Like, it's only going to slow it down, and we're just trying to give you a better quality of life for as long as you're going to be here, you know? And, like, kind of just said, like, we're just trying to, like, ease the pain a little bit, really, is this is not going to get better. Uh You're, you're, You're done, you know? And, like, dude, the mind fuck. Like. I sat there with him and just like I'm just like reeling in my head like they told him that's what that that's what just happened here they fucking told him like dude you're done mm-hmm. that's it you're you're on your way out man sorry you know what's crazy is like you know you kind of it's it doesn't really hit you until you have to fucking face it like that with somebody that you really know close to you because I mean you hear about it every day. Yeah. You know, happens to everybody. It happens to people you know's family and everything. But, like, I guess, like, this, like, feeling of, like, kind of being locked inside yourself. Yeah. And really realizing, like, life really is my experience. You know, yeah. like, it's just mine all alone. Uh, like, I am so self-important. You know, like, I'm the most important person in the world because I'm the one that's living through life. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. it's like, like... And then when you're fucking faced with something like that, you're like, fuck, as important as I am, <laughs> like, it's I'm keep really going. fucking insignificant <laughs> to this whole system of, like, 
life and death and, you know, all this stuff and, you know, all these preparations that I make and all these fucking things that I do day in and day out, you know, like, I gotta hope that some of it has some fucking lasting impact on, you know, for the people I love because it could be gone in an instant, you know what I mean? So, so that was, like, my takeaway on it is, like, uh, I've been spending time with them. I've been going over and visiting. Uh, and it's just, like, the one thing I noticed is that his his children and his grandchildren fucking love him. Yeah. And everybody's doing everything they can to make him as comfortable and happy. I go over and visit. I am... Like, in, you know, he's a relative, so he's like, uh, you know, he's my uncle. But it's like, dude, in my family, I'm the jokester. I'm the guy that tells the jokes. And you feel like you like out of place doing that at that point. Well, I do, but on the same token, um, I think if I didn't, it would be a dishonor. Yeah, you know? that makes sense. I think the best thing to do is to go and make you laugh and remember the fun things, you know? Mm-hmm. Let's not harp on the bad shit. You know, let's not. Like things are somber enough. Yeah, fuck yeah. that, man. Let's have a good time. You know. Yeah, it's hard though. It's yeah, really, it's hard to kind of take your mind off of it. It is because it's it's like that elephant in the room kind of thing. Dude, yeah. he is uh, amazingly uh, pretty. Resilient. About yeah, like it, yeah. yeah, like so, like I mean, I was over there. Fucking last Tuesday, I've been I've been like staying away because I've been sick, but uh, I think. Today or tomorrow, I might stop by there. Probably tomorrow, because I have more time. Uh, but, dude, last last Tuesday, I went over there and saw him, and he was just like, uh, I'm almost there, man. You know? Hmm. He, like, just, just fucking, like, just to think like that, you know? Well, I think that's just, you know, that's your brain defending itself kind of thing. Like, I, like my brother's told me um, a few times he's had his last, last rites administered to him. Really? You know, like he'd be in the hospital. My brother's got really bad diabetes. Yeah. But um, but he's had like his last rites given to him at least three times. Really? And in those instances, he always said like there was this feeling of relief that huh. he had afterwards. But it's like your brain starts to secrete chemicals. Yeah. That will fucking protect you in these instances, you know? And he jokes and goes, I hope I didn't use up all my fucking chemicals. <laughs> you know, like, I hope I didn't use up my whole supply of it, you know? But I, I think, like, when you're faced with it and you don't really have any other choice but to deal with it, what else can you do, you know? I think there's a certain amount of relief. Yeah. I've been stressed out over the last few years. Uh, there's been a few times where I literally just thought in my head, not suicidal thoughts, I've never... Like, ever since I got clean, I've never really had a suicidal thought. Especially now that I have children. There's just... Yeah. I have to be here. It's not an option. But I've definitely had moments where I was like, dude, if they told me something like that, I probably would just relax and be like, all right, cool, I'm going to go sit on the beach then and just fucking wait this clock out because I'm fucking done, you yeah. know? And and I think that... Uh, Anyway, so what I was saying is is vi- when I visit him and I talk to him and seeing the way his family is with him, I think it's most important to have an impact on the closest people to you because they're the ones that are going to remember you. Yeah. You know? My wife gets really uh, emotional about these things because her father was like an idol to her. Her father was like everything yeah. you know and even like the picture that we have in our living room the kids the other day 
knocked the fucking picture down and it really upset her you know yeah. and i had to explain to them that like do you really hurt mommy right now you know and like it's important you know it's uh i mean and it's funny because on the same wavelength uh my daughter last week on well actually last monday we were supposed to go see my uncle you know and i just was so fucking depressed that i didn't i slept on my couch i literally was just like i did my job for the day and i came back here and was like dude i'm fucking exhausted and i just napped all day mm-hmm. and uh my daughter was all upset because she woke up uh from her nap and and she was like well i thought we were going over there you know and she's four years old she doesn't even know why we're going over there you know and uh we, I was carrying her outside because Gabby was taking her to gym. Gym, uh, she's doing gymnastics now, so we're we're getting her into that shit. So I was like, no, 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 you're gonna go to gym. Uh, you know, you're gonna go to gymnastics with mommy and daddy's got something else to do, and we'll go tomorrow. And she kind of like started like crying and throwing a fit, and then like, dude, for something something broke in me, and I had like a fucking meltdown, and I'm like holding her, and I started fucking crying and apologizing to her, you know. Because I felt guilty because I didn't go over to visit him, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, she, like, it affected her. She, like, yeah, she, like, you looked, see your dad cry. It's fucked up. Dude, she looked back. Like, she pulled her head back and looked at me, and she was like, Are you, you know, what's wrong? You know? Yeah. And she, like, didn't understand. It's, it's semi-traumatizing you know? for a kid. I remember the first time yeah. I saw my father crying. I was like, fuck, he could yeah. do that? <laughs> like, seriously, I was like, it, it fucked me up for a good day or two. I was like, shit. Yeah. You know? Because I was the same, like, my, like, he's kind of how Gabby is with her dad. That's how I am with my dad. Like, yeah. he was the center of my fucking universe. Yeah. For, you know, the 15 years he was in my life. Like, he was a big fucking deal. Yeah. I mean, he was Superman to me. Sure. You know? And then, uh, and then when he died, I was just like, even though I, I had known for a good portion of my life that he had health problems and stuff. And it was kind of, like, apparent that he wasn't going to live very long. Yeah. In my mind, I was just like, this dude's going to be fucking 90 years old, you know? Yeah, yeah. Nah, not my dad. <laughs> you do know? you think that some of the decisions that you've made, even though he wasn't here, do you Do you sometimes... Oh, yeah. I still think that his imperfections, the things that I recognize him, recognize about him that were wrong, are uh, are almost like a way of him raising me posthumously. Yeah. Like, because I can see the error... And certain things that he did, and I could try to fix them. Yeah. You know, like, I've always worried about, like, my heart. Yeah, yeah. So I don't smoke, you know? Uh, I don't really drink. Like, I drink socially or whatever. Not that my father was a drinker, but my father smoked, like, three packs a day. Yeah. Like, he smoked a lot. Sure. He ate whatever fuck he wanted. He never got overweight. But uh, he ate whatever fuck he wanted, and he had a terrible temper. Like, a really bad fucking temper. And uh, his blood pressure was always through the fucking roof. So I've always been very conscious of things like that, like my blood pressure, uh, not smoking, things like that. I mean, you know, obviously I've, I've always been a food lover, but, you sure. know. But, um, yeah, man, I just, you know, like you, you recognize that shit like that and you go, I don't want to do what he did, you know. I don't want to die when I'm 58, you know. Yeah. But I also don't want to get so old that somebody else is changing my fucking underwear for me either. I mean, you know? that's... What's I mean, that's hard to say. But you know? some people say that's like, you know, that's kind of like the beauty of life is to let your loved ones take care of you or some shit. Like, you sure. know, to, but at the same time, it's like, I just, man, I don't want to, I don't want to feel like I don't have any dignity left at the end, you know? Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know how to feel And I guess that, you know, like everybody, like, if you really think about it, like, 
there's a lot of fucking terrible fates that human beings face. You know? Sure. You know, Alzheimer's fucking is a nightmare. Uh, I think heart disease is a nightmare. Cancer is a nightmare. Like, I think Alzheimer's and uh, dementia are probably yeah. the, the two things that I would absolutely never want to live through. Uh huh. Because uh, I think the pain... It's not so much you, it's what your family has to live through, too. But even... So, like, my grandfather had dementia. Yeah, my you know, grandmother, too. For years. Fucking years. Like, dude, bad enough that my uncle uh, was his caretaker. And, like, dude, sometimes he would wake up in the middle of the night and have to, like... He would have to go find him. And then he mm. would find that he was in the bathroom and just, uh, like, would kind of wipe his ass with his bare hand hmm. and then like smear it all over the walls and shit and like you know and it's a shame to like you know leave this image of my grandfather in people's heads but on the same token like that's reality dude he was so fucking lost that like had no clue that he was doing such a thing and he he was a man with dignity he was mm -hmm. not that he wasn't a fucking slob. He didn't live like that. He wasn't that. a crazy person. Yeah. Just, this you know? is, you know, a disease of the mind. Yeah, yeah. You know? So, like, I don't think that I would want to live in, in those uh, circumstances, you know? I think to myself, listen, I used to make a joke years ago, and it's kind of a fucked up, cruel joke, but, like, I used to literally say, like, dude, if the doctors ever came to me and said, oh, yeah, by the way... This is uh this is what's happening to you. This is how you're going to start to change. This is how bad it's going to get. I used to say, I'm going to go over to the Lamborghini dealership and I'm going to give them my driver's license. I'm going to say, here you go, buddy. <laughs> See that fucking car over there in the corner, the one with the V12 with the turbos on it? I want to test drive that fucking car. And then I'm going to get in the car and the guy's going to be like, ah. I'm going to sit in the passenger seat. No, 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 buddy. I'll be right back. I'll be back. right back. I'll be right back, you know? And then I'm going to get headed towards the fucking highway, and I'm going to get that bitch, and I'm going to wind that motherfucker out as far as it'll go. And then as soon as I think that that fucking speedometer is tapped out, it ain't going no fucking further, Yeah. I'm going to find a giant concrete embankment <laughs> and, just fucking and fucking lights out, man, because it's a rear-engine car. And that fucking motor's going to go right through yeah. me <laughs> in a blaze of fucking glory. Yeah, I But, mean, like, it sounds, uh, now as an older person with more respect, Yeah, I think that that sounds really fucked up, you know, like to say that. But, but on the same... That's part of your personality. That's part of your humor. Sure. Is to find a line and cross it. Like, that's that's the, the I want to be funny in you. Like, that's the comedian yeah. in you. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's... You know, you can't, like, it's like they say, like, you know, like, you have all these, like, you have, like, these weird thoughts, and people go, what the fuck is wrong with me? It's actually very normal. Sure. To have weird thoughts. Or, yeah. You know, like, there's a, it's your way, your brain's way of sorting out emotions. Yeah. You know, and you think, why the fuck would I think something like that? Well, because you're fucking intelligent, and your, your brain's gonna look at things from all angles, you know? Yeah. But, um. I think we're always looking for, uh, some relative escape from the pain oh you know? yeah i mean no matter what if somebody came to you and said yeah by the way this is gonna be real fucking painful real soon yeah. your brain instantly is like ah! you know i'm like, kind of going through a little something right now i mean it's nothing major but you know I, you know i go to regular checkups and shit like that and my doctor uh yeah i got some blood work done and the doctor came back to me and he said uh you go hey man you have any uh you know you got there's something with your kidneys like your kidney function is a little off 
I'd like you to come back and, you know, do some more blood tests. And so I came back and I did it again. And he goes, well, this time it was a little bit better than the first time. But it's still, you know, like he diagnosed me as having chronic kidney disease. Really? And, um, but it's like very mild. Yeah. Which, you know, my way of looking at it is like this. I've been overweight most of my adult life. Yeah. I've had high blood pressure. You know, I take medication for it. Like these are contributing factors to that. Sure. So like, you know, getting up every day and exercising and trying to get to a healthy weight and think like those are the only things you can do to yeah. combat stuff like this. You know, mind your diet, things like like you can, you can only do what you can do. Like I can't sit there and fucking go, "Oh fuck, I'm going to die. My kidneys are going to shut down." It might take fucking 30 years for my kidneys to shut down. Sure. And at that point, I'll be fucking 73, and who gives a fuck anyway? You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So you just got to, like, keep doing whatever the fuck you have at your disposal to combat things and do those things, you know? You know what's funny is, um, dude, secretly, I have a fear of getting uh, skin cancer. Yeah? I have a lot of moles. They freak me the fuck out because some of them are, like, weird colors it's and very shit. treatable though uh it is very treatable but i get freaked out you yeah. know and then it kind of makes it worse because then we get into this weird uh rebellious bullshit because my wife is also worried about it my wife looks at me and she's like dude you're pretty pale under where your fucking t-shirt is you know like we were at the pool yesterday and she's like ah, I, I just want you to put some fucking you know Skin, sunscreen yeah. on like something just protect yourself man and like there's a part of me that's so rebellious that's like, dude, leave me the fuck alone. It's fine. Don't worry about yeah. it. But then there's also this creeping fucking thought in my head like, well, I dude. I better fucking do that. You got a couple yeah. moles that are weird and purpley. Like, yeah. you know, like, maybe you're being a fucking moron right now. And I am being a fucking yeah. moron. So, like, I think... I think when you're 20 years old up until 30... You take things for granted. Nothing yeah. can fucking hurt you. Right. And that's when, like... That's when Darwinism is at its highest peak because it's just, like, your fucking stupidity is what killed you. It's, yeah. like, your, your ignorance, your inability to realize that, dude, you are so fucking expendable. But then after 30... Your fucking brain changes and it goes, holy shit, I got responsibilities. Yeah. I'm not ready yet. I'm not fucking ready yet. Nah, you're never really ready. Yeah. You know? And I think by the time you get to 40, now you're established. You mm -hmm. own some shit. You got some kids. You got whatever. Then you're really fucking scared because I think that's the window. 40 to 50 is that fucking scary ass, scary ass window of like, am I being naive or is there really something wrong? Look, the real test for a dude, from what I understand, is if you can get through your 50s. Really? Yeah. I mean, most guys that I know that are 64, you don't really worry about them fucking dying before they're fucking 78. Yeah. You know, like, they, like unless something's really going to come on and fucking set in on them or something, yeah. they've kind of made it through the hard part. Like, getting through your 50s tends to be the fucking tough decade. You know, my dad died when he was 58. Yeah. You know? And he was lucky to make it that far. Yeah. Considering the damage that was done to his heart and stuff like that. Like, you know, triple bypass surgery. We went, we went through a lot. Like, by the time he was my age, he had already had, like, a massive, like, a big fucking heart attack. Like, a big fucking heart attack that should have killed him. Yeah. And then, I think when I was, like, three, like, 1983, he got triple bypass surgery. No shit. And he lived off of that until fucking 95. Then huh. he died in 95, you know? So, like, very short time that he was a part of my life. Like, he's been dead more than half my life now. 
Hmm. You know what I mean? But, you know. Yeah. It just goes to show, though, man. Like, if you're a decent father or a decent man and all that shit, like, you're right. Like, the people closest to you, you're never really dead unless yeah. you're forgotten. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you might not physically be here, but you're never really gone until somebody forgets you. Well, I think, like, um, I think as a person, and especially in our modern society where we all think we're just so fucking important that, like, the whole world should know who we are. Right. I have a, I have a, a bit of a complex with that. I'll admit it. Like, there's a part of me that looks at other comedians or looks at other artists or looks at other car builders or podcasters or whatever thing that I'm doing. Yeah, like, why not me? I think I'm as good as the rest of them. And you probably are. But I just didn't draw the straw that they did, Yeah, you know? And so, like, when it comes down to, like, creating a legacy, I'm now kind of more focused on... Your relationships with your kids. and Yeah. Yeah. It's really important to me that, like, my wife and my children uh, have a firm understanding of who I am. And it's like, uh, you know, creating, uh, like, leaving knowledge with them and, like, leaving them with uh, my morals. And then, like, also, like, you know, to some extent, because we live in a society that is based upon money i have to i'm working towards creating for me well yeah like generational wealth you know like i want to i want to try to create something so that my child doesn't have to work from fucking zero they can maybe start at a hundred or you know like you know life insurance policies are a big deal to me really (laughs) god yeah i have two of them really yeah just because you know uh well my dad died he didn't have any yeah. So it was like he just died and there then like whatever was there when he was alive was now gone. Yeah. And you know, that wasn't like him because he was a great provider. Yeah. But I guess he just never planned for things like that or whatever. So it was like I, it was real important to me like I got to get some of this in place so that, you know, I can at least if something ever happens to me, at least I know there'll be something there. Yeah. That, you know, people can still support themselves with, you know. Yeah. At least for, a, you know, a time like, you know, at some hmm. point, you know, you just got to do it yourself. <laughs> like I tried well, to tell my kids that. So, so that's the other great... When you think about generational wealth or leaving your child something, okay? Like when I think about uh, inheritance, somebody inheriting something, I often think that a lot of the times it gets squandered. And I'm like, dude, you, you don't know how to manage your wealth. So therefore, whatever you inherited you fucking pissed away. Yeah. You know, I've watched other relatives go through that where they, they got a bunch of money or got a bunch of bullshit and like just fucked it all up, yeah. you know, and just then lived you, comfortably and then it was gone. Well, so like to me, I think that that's also the other important one big thing that I'm working on. And when my children are a little older, but I'm kind of like slowly giving these little seeds is understanding what you're trading for wealth. Like, we're we're from poor, we're from a poor environment, relatively poor in America. So what we offer is labor in exchange for economic, uh, uh, you know, compensation. Mon- yeah, yeah, you know, that's that's what we give up. That's so like, I need to start showing my children that there are ways of using your money and creating more wealth out of it. You know. So, like, in, at some point, I'm going to start teaching them that that's just what we have to do. Why do we have another building that we drive to and we go clean up sometimes and we go fix things over? And why, they ask me, why are we here? What is this? 
Well, me it's and ours. Mommy and daddy own Generates this. income. Yeah. Mommy yeah. and daddy own this. That's how we fucking pay our bills. You know, this is, uh, you know, how we buy you more toys, you know? Yeah. It's how and, we feed you. That's how, yeah. Yeah. And I think it starts at this age. My daughter's four. She's very inquisitive. And I think it's just important to just keep... If I just keep home. pushing this and just explain that, like, you know, you're going to have to work, but you're also going to have to be clever about what you do on the on the side, too. And, like, we have a life insurance policy, and I have a, a, you know, I've talked to a lot of people about how that works and why to do that. And they said, well, the one guy said the best suggestion. Don't worry about having a, a, a policy that covers all of your assets. Just worry about your home. Mm-hmm. Really... Like, let's look at, let's look at me. If something happened to me, I'm the breadwinner in our household. What is my wife going to do if I'm no longer in the picture? Well, she could use my life insurance policy and pay off this house. She could pay it off in full. So she's not in debt no more. And then the rental properties that we have, she can either sell them off or hand them over to a property manager and they can maintain them for her and she'll just get a check. Problem solved. Easy. That's an easy fix. You don't have to worry about paying them ones off. Fuck paying them ones off. Let them pay themselves off. You know? So it's like, you just, everything that I've learned about how to survive in this area, I have to pass it to my children. I can't allow for them to just go naively to school and just fuck around with their friends and just, like, like you know what's funny to me? Let's go on a little bit of a... a uh, not political, but it's like, uh, growing up, there was an Indian family that owned the fucking Sunoco down the street. Mm-hmm. A lot of people talk shit on that family. They were like, meh. And then the same with the the Dunkin' Donuts. These were franchises that people... Right. They invested in. They invested in. They bought into this thing. They bought a business. They started a small business. They poured their it time is the fucking American it. way. Yep. You know what's funny is I went to school with both of those families. Me and you went to school with their kids. Their kids had impeccable work ethics. They were just fucking smart, good kids, good grades. They played sports. They worked there when they were done, school or whatever activity they were doing. And now they probably have fucking MBAs and own a fucking business somewhere with, you know, a bunch of fucking properties or whatever, you know. And, And to me, it's not about being a foreigner versus a natural born citizen or whatever bullshit. And a lot of it it's has about to do with the, your history. Well, it's it's their parents right. came from nothing. Exactly. And just wanted them to have more shit. So pushed it on them. Dude, there, there is no time to go fucking play. Yeah. You can play when you own a bunch of shit. Yep. You know? So now I'm I'm kind of on that kick, you know? It's tough because my, my wife definitely has like a bad habit of spoiling the shit out of my kids yeah. but like for me i'm i'm already in dad mode of like dude you need to understand work ethic you need to understand that like nothing is fucking free we're not going into target and you're getting a fucking toy every time we go in there and it's truth not... is is like once you know once me and your mom are gone nobody else gonna fucking do it for you and that's important you know you, know? you gotta do it for yourself yeah so it doesn't matter how much money i leave yeah for anybody yeah. If you fucking blow through it and it's gone, that's on you. And you know yeah. what the evidence of that is? Look at these people that are winning the lottery. Yep. Every time somebody wins the fucking lottery, they piss that money away within a year or two. It doesn't matter how much money they win, 
in a year or two, it's fucking gone. I think the lottery is currently up to like three quarters of a billion fucking dollars. Three quarters of a billion. Seven hundred and fifty million fucking dollars. And it'll be gone within a year or two. Yep. That's more than most celebrities own, you know? But you can piss it away in less than a year or two. What the fuck did you buy? The moon? Yeah, I know. Like, like how? Like, what the fuck could you possibly be spending it on? I, cocaine and heroin. That's crazy, man. <laughs> it's, but even still, like, I don't know, man. I think if if you were that fortunate to just have some money fucking handed it to you, you better fucking invested in something. Buy some property. Something. I think the best thing that uh, when you come across a, a sum of money, I usually tell people, Whatever you think a big number of money is. Imagine if somebody handed you 10 grand right now. What would you do? You know? That's like like I ask a real question. Well, 10 grand's not a whole lot of money. It's so you not. You got to figure out a way to fucking generate more money out of that fucking 10 grand. Well, that's the, the first thing people do is they think selfishly. Yeah. Uh, 10 grand. Oh, I'm going to buy a fucking used car. I'm going to buy a fucking, yeah. you know, like you're right. 10 grand is nothing right now. 10 grand is like I mean, it'd be a nice you know, fucking relief for a lot of people. Sure. But it ain't going to last. It ain't going to last, you right. know? But, like, to me, I think, um, all right, so let's say bigger. Let's say a hundred grand. If somebody just, somebody randomly was just like, I'm going to give you a hundred thousand fucking dollars. What are you going to do with it? I'd have to invest it somehow. I'd have to put some money on a property, something. I think the first answer that I would say is I'm going to sit on it for a month or two and like really think about oh yeah i don't think you you just run right out and do something with it but most people do most people start reeling in their heads like oh my god hundred thousand dollars i could buy a fucking gmc denali with fucking nice Mm. giant chrome wheels on it why not just pay off the car you have dude you know (laughs) like that is like pay off what's left on that loan and fucking live off of that fucking car debt free that's a debate that i have with uh friends and family all the time I own every car that we have. There are no notes on any of them. And I own nine fucking cars yeah. right now. Nine. Yeah, I mean, that's no a huge notes fucking on deal. any of them. That's a huge deal. And they're, you know, they're all cheap. I think the most expensive one that we recently purchased was my uh, wife's Ford Excursion, which we bought in cash for like, I think 11000 bucks. you mm-hmm. know, which, but, but there's the point is right. like, you could take, somebody could hand me 10 grand. And I can turn around and use that for something productive, you know? Right. Or you can go piss it away and be like, ah, 10 grand, I'm buying a fucking boat that needs a motor. Like, what are you talking about? Now you still got to spend money on it, you know? So, <sighs> anyway, I feel like... Yeah, we... buying a boat? What the fuck? Why do you... Like, that's the worst investment in the world. There's, like, no resale value to a fucking boat. Well, I understand the principle of... Why like, buy a boat? Well, because you got to treat yourself. You Fuck know? that. You got to treat yourself. But I think it's funny that, like, nobody... So, like, back to teaching my children. You know what I want to teach my children? I want to teach them how to spend their money wisely. Right. You know, like, if you wanted to buy... um, Like, right now, my wife wants... A brand spanking new Ford Bronco. Not the little one. Not a not a Bronco Sport. She wants the big boy one. A Ford Bronco. Huh. The Sasquatch package, which is yeah. like on the big 35-inch mud tires and shit. She wants the bad MF-er. You know, she wants the 
the fucking cool looking one, the off road one. But they're ninety thousand fucking dollars. Yeah, that's a lot. So if she wants a twenty twenty three, we're gonna wait five years and we'll buy a fucking used one for twenty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Because that's how much it will cost. It will be that cheap. You know? We'll buy one that has seventy thousand miles on it. Yeah. That some dickhead took out on the sand twice and was like, Oh this ain't man, for me. You know, <laughs> this thing's cool, but like I yeah. got a I got a little baby now, and me and my wife are getting married. We're trying to buy a house, so let me sell this fucking Dude, thing. Dude, I... Yeah. You know? Yesterday, I was at my house, and I was fucking... I had to go downstairs to take the dog out, and I was laying in my bed, and I get up, and I walk over to the fucking... I walk over to my slippers. Fucking furry-ass, comfortable fucking slip-on slippers that I got for Father's Day. I fucking slipped them on my feet. The air conditioning was on. It was nice and cool. Went downstairs, I took my dog out front, let him take a piss. Walked back in, and I thought to myself, like, I did all right. Like, it's okay to just be grateful for what you have. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, sure. look, I drive a fucking Barbie Jeep. <laughs> I don't give a fuck, dude. I don't give a fuck. Like, it gets me to work, it gets me home, gets me where I need to be. And you own it outright. And it's mine. You own it. It's you yours. Know? Like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know? I laugh. I laugh when people buy brand new vehicles. The thing is, is like, when you get something flashy like that, like, you're different. You're a car builder. You're a guy who has knowledge of it. Sure. But when you just, if I'm just a guy yeah, who goes out and gets myself, like, a fucking, the nice green fucking old Malibu or some shit. Sure. The only person in the world that it matters to is me. Yeah. On the road and you're driving by, somebody might give you a second look. But they forget about you in an instant. Sure. It's just for you. Yeah. Just be happy with what the fuck you got. But what I'm saying is, is for your daily driver. This is the debate that I constantly have with people. When you come down to math, simple fucking math, right now out front of my house is a 2005 Lincoln Town Car that I bought for $3,000 with, I think, 160,000 miles on it. Right. It's a luxury automobile. It's very comfortable inside. The AC blows cold. The fucking cruise control works. The radio works. All the windows go up and down. The fucking car drives down a road like a giant cloud. Yeah. To buy the equivalent of that in 2023... Like, let's say you wanted the best of the best. Let's say you wanted, like, um, I don't know, a Mercedes-Benz uh, C-Class, you know, that was all decked the fuck out. You're looking at almost a $100,000 car, you know? And then your payments on it are fucking, what, I don't know, $1,200, $1,500 a month? A fucking mortgage note. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. So people in their heads, they say, yeah, but uh, I don't have to fix my car. It's got a warranty on it for this many years, and it's got all this bullshit. Yeah, but you gave up. So so this is the math. Let me explain to you. $3,000 Lincoln Town car from 2005, and I'll even give you this. The trans is slipping. I know the trans is slipping. I'm going to have to replace the transmission. But, oh. Oh, that's expensive. That's like $2,500. Okay, so now we got a $3,000 car that I put a, a $2,500 transmission in. Mm-hmm. We're up to $5,500. $5,500. Yeah. 
but you are comparing it to your, your fucking thirteen thousand that you fucking spend every year on something. Yeah. Not including your insurance. My math is still better than your math. Yeah. You know? I'm not in debt. I don't have a car note. I don't have some fucking huge lien over top of me. Yep. You know? You don't have to stress about it every Dude, if I month. put a transmission in that car every six fucking months, it would still be worth the yeah. same as yours. Exactly. You know? It does the same fucking thing. It goes down the road. It turns. It doesn't turn. It goes backwards. Yeah. It does what it's supposed to do. But That's all you need. I know some people, man. Nah. It's not, I need this. Dude, they'll get that. a new car every two fucking years. Nope. You know? So, back to talking about the kids and, and the legacy thing. For me, I got to teach my kids about money. Mm-hmm. Money. They need to understand how money works. And I want them to be savvy enough early on to, like... I want to teach them to be entrepreneurs. That's my goal. You know, fuck playing the saxophone, fuck playing sports. If you want to do it, that's fine. But that's not what I'm focused on. To me, I need you to be able to survive in this modern society of ours where money is everything. And if money is everything, if money is the way we survive, if that is the law of nature, survival of the fittest, and money is the tool we use to survive then you need to know how it works. And to me, that's the only way I can prepare my children. And once they know how money works, then my job is done. I did my job, you know? And it's not, you know, uh, I don't know, like... And it's not about hustling. Yeah, you, you, you know? The hustle mentality is not what's going to get you by. Yeah. You know, you have to think long-term, this is how I handle money. Well, so, like, when you say hustle, like, to me, I like always... Like, people that hustle are... Like, I'm not talking like somebody who fucking underhandedly hustles. Well, they're short-term... Yeah, but they're mm. short-term people. Right. Like, I got a relative... I got a I got a relative that is a, a, a street hustler. He's not, not a drug dealer, but he's just, like, a... He's just always, like, on the move with stupid right. shit. But when you look at that... Because, I mean, I'm a hustler, too, honestly. But I just... I've learned that you have to have short-term... Short-term goals and long-term goals. Right. You know, you take your investments on short or long, and you have to have both. You know, because, well, uh, you know, I bought that car recently, that 1990 Ford Crown Vic. Bought it for two grand, put a couple grand into it, turned around and sold it for fifty-five hundred dollars. That's a small hustle. It's a small thing, dude. I can't live off that for the rest of my fucking nah. life. I'm talking about. But my small rental hustles. property, yeah, is a big hustle. Oh yeah. That's a fucking win right there. Yep. You know. If I sit on that thing for 20 fucking years, I'll bet you it goes up at least four or five times the value of what I purchased it for. And what you're getting every month will end up being nothing but profit. It'll be a joke. Yeah. You know? And all I got to do is just wait the clock. Mm-hmm. You know? But people don't, people don't, you know, they don't see that. They want it now. Well, and that's the comedy. Yeah. When I talk to people about rental properties, they're just like, ah, oh, it's a pain in the ass. You got to go over there and fix people's toilets and they're fucking plumbing and their bullshit sometimes fixing a toilet's an 11 dollar part that you fucking gotta install it's versus com- fucking taking 15 1600 from somebody every month it's comical to me yeah. you know and it's like i i just tell people it's a, first of all it's a job right it's a fucking job make no mistake this is not free money i don't just take their money and just do nothing with it i also have to take their money and reinvest it in the property to keep the property value up mm-hmm. you know so like it's a big savings account that pays really well if you take care of it, you know? So, 
I want to teach my kids that, man. That's the legacy. Will I be remembered? No. My fucking neighbors will never remember me. If I mm. died right fucking now, the guy across the street will be like, I don't know, some fucking weird-ass little leprechaun guy used to live across the street. Yeah. That's all he's going to remember, you know? Oh, yeah, I remember that guy. He was with the black chick. Yeah, mm. she, she still lives there with some other fucking white guy now. <laughs> <laughs> Better be a fucking white guy. <laughs> Ah, oh boy, man! How long have we been going here? This is it, man. This that's is, it. That's the hour. That's it. Roll All the right. fucking music. Roll the fucking music. Oh, oh, wrong button. Thanks for listening to the Renaissance Manchild. Renaissance Manchild is a Yardbird Tuna production. If you enjoyed the show, please like, follow, and share. Any ideas or suggestions, feel free to reach out to us on Facebook or Instagram. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you talk good. <laughs> <laughs>